this guy is a bulldozer with a wrecking ball attached. He'll leave a ring around your eye and tread marks on your back. He's an animal. He's hungry. You ain't been hungry since Supreme Clientele. Remember what you first told me when I took you in. You wanted to be a yeah. fighter. You wanted to be a killer. You wanted to up. be the champ. Scott, you your boy in the booth, nigga. Matter of fact, I don't want you in my gym. Get out of my ring. Godzilla bankroll, stole some silly on. Yo, I ain't got it all. That means I'm barely home. Trailblazer, stay ballin' with vengeance. My arts is crafty dogs. Why y'all stuck on Laffy Taffy wondering? Yeah, how did y'all niggas get past me? I've been doing this before nines dropped the nasty. My waddles, I did them up. Them bricks, I sent them up. My raps, I bit them up. For that, now stick them up. Ten four, good buddy tone, got his money up. Worth million, still back your bitch looking for me. What? Y'all staring at the angel with death. Lie and lie, pants on fire, you burning up like David Correct. This is architect music, uh, verbal street opera, proper tech man, flowing, got the projects booming indeed. I ran through the tunnel, terrorized speed, that's when I was still in the jungle, slinging that D. Get out my face, don't even know you got no more. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads. It's the holiday season. You got to buy gifts for people. What's a better gift than going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We have something for everybody. Literally everybody. We've got hashtag journalism. If you're sick of all the hashtag fake news, boom. That's covered. We got G's did the job. The reason for the season. We got that covered. We've got safe tag team wrestling. If you're a tag team, but we've got something for everybody. That's the bottom line. And if you enjoy your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude, bitch, what better way to show us some love and make sure we can keep providing that content by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash D chair shot and picking up an official, like a referee's whistle. I can't believe I actually said it because I always mess that up. I always flub it, so I got it right. But go there, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Remember, TheChairShot.com, we're not just a website, folks. We are a movement. And we have got – we're back. We're right back like we left something. I mean, how long has it been since the three of us actually did a pod to, did this specific pod together? I'm with excited. With a three-man band. Yeah, so I guess uh, if if we're going picnic, if if we're going pigment, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. I would be playing the role of Drew McIntyre. We have the Commissioner PC Tunney, who would be playing the role of uh, Heath Slater. I don't have any and friends. and we have the one, the only, Mr. Jinder Mahal himself, Ray Cash. The modern day Mahaja. For the record, first and foremost, it's good to have the family back. Number one. Number two, you got me hyped because you played the song that all the old heads stepped to on Stomp the Yard. So I'm hyped now. I wanted to get out and, and hit, you know, hit my party hop real fast. So uh, you know, I'm an old head that used to do that fraternity stuff when I was younger. So uh, yes, I, the second you asked what song, and he said Ghostface, I knew 
what type of show this is going to be. It's good to have y'all back. It's good to be back, man. Are are you a, a, a fraternity guy? I was. I did high school. I did do oh, okay. uh, college because I got my ass beat, and for no reason. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm. I'm sorry for those of you listening. I did get my ass beat because the fans are listening. I was. I had a wonderful intake process. DP's listening. <laughs> <laughs> DP and uh, attitude of aggression, Dave. Oh no, he's he. No, Dave's gonna get me off. He's my lawyer now. So <laughs> Dave's good. gonna get you off. I'm glad you added. He's your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had context on like I mean, a not that there's anything... on this podcast. <laughs> like in the words of Jerry Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. That's a great lawyer, man. Not only are you not going to go to jail, he's going to get you off. I mean, that sounds like a party in my book. Well, look, I am the client. I am paying the fees. Full service. I, I'm supposed to be serviced. Okay, so that means Dave's gonna walk all, all over you with high heels and call you a bitch the whole time as he's uh stop dr- dropping a uh, uh, candle wax on you, right? If it's a good night, why not? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> turn up. What's up? Twenty twenty. What else we gonna do? Well, here and we go. No, That's the Kelly Bundy drop. No. Oh, a thousand crap. times? No! That thing's back. <laughs> I came prepared. It's not going anywhere, man. You're all so okay. you're, you're all matched. Man. You're all matched here. This is a, this is like the Gulf War. I mean, you're Iraq. I'm the United States. It had nothing to do with policy or anything else. It's just the the magnitude of your army and the magnitude of my army, soundbite wise. So, you know. Well, I'm still gonna be dropping these scuds. goddammit. We 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 we, we gonna ride it. Chair shot. Radio. Network. Turn that shit we can have that kind of show. No. <laughs> Man, no it's going to huh? be an hour and a half into the damn show before we speak some sports. We having the drop wars. All right, so real quick, man, before we get to sports, man, as as you all know, we, you know, we here in the, the Platt household, we did suffer through about a COVID. We're doing great. Everybody's good. Everything's all good. And our quarantine actually ended yesterday, and I celebrated breaking my quarantine by going to the grocery store and picking up a ten dollar turkey and I'm, I'm i feel really good about that i got a turkey for ten dollars how many pounds i wouldn't feel good about that that's ten dollar <laughs> turkey how many pounds you get what you pay for it, sir how many pounds of turkey is that i mean it's a it's a it, it's not like the the ultra butter ball with that has to feed the whole family because it's just See, amber you and i you don't you know, know how I mean? heavy it was it's the you step- don't know how many pounds it was I'd have to go pick it up and find out. Why don't you go check? So you, go yeah, you, yeah, go ahead. You got the step cousin. Yeah, All right, fine. I'll go check. Fine. Yeah, go ahead. We'll play a Talk commercial. We'll be right back. Hurry up. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. 
Welcome to Three Man Weave Cooking Edition as we head into Thanksgiving. My name is Chef PC Tony and I am joined by Mr. Raymond Cash. What? It's a 10 to 12 pounder. It's a 10 to 12 pounder. So you bought a turkey and it says 10 to 12 pounds. They just went by increments of two. So whatever the line comes down, it's like, all right, this one's six to eight. This one, this one's eight to 12. Eight to 10, are we sure? This is not a six to eight. I still got a 10 pound turkey for 10 bucks. I still got a 12 pound turkey for 10 bucks. Ray, I think you're muted. Did you go? There you go. I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an idiot. Did you go to Publix? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which PC does PC doesn't know about that Publix life because he's up north, so they they don't have Publix up north. Like Aldi, no, but Atlanta, like Aldi. Maybe Atlanta Publixes are like, but Atlanta's Publixes are different than any other cities because Atlanta Publixes are like clubs, <laughs> depending on the one you go to. Like the 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 Publix we're in, because we're in a ritzy area. Like they will volunteer to well pre COVID, they would volunteer to take your groceries to the car and load up in the car for you. So yeah. not necessarily Audis, which ain't no shame to Audis. I go to Audis all the time, especially out here in Atlanta, man. When I do my gumbo or anything I'm doing with shrimp, Audis is the only place that I could go and buy shrimp, and I don't have to pay twenty bucks for a bag of shrimp. So yeah, I no shade to Audis whatsoever. We got we got pick and save up here, it's roundies. Pick or, and save or, or Kroger. We got Kroger yeah. down here too. Yeah, yeah everybody got, got Kroger. Kroger, Kroger, yeah. Kroger took yeah, over roundies, but roundies they're still using their facilities up here. So I don't know. It's, it's across the street from my house. It's where I'm going. Bottom line is, I got an 11 pound turkey for ten dollars, and I feel good about it. Period. You know where I always you feel get my turkey. Wait till you cook that hoe. How about this transition? <laughs> For those of you who didn't think I could make this transition, you want to know where I get my turkey every year? The homeless show. No, Tony, where the homeless show? Oh my God! I play in a turkey. Shut up, Platt. This is why you're not. This is why you're not president. Yeah, let that soak in a little bit. Yeah, cause I that, yeah, cause I, I'm I'm much worse the shit that I say than the the current president. I just said that's why you're not president, okay? I didn't say what you just said. I'm talking about me and turkeys. <laughs> We're trying to transition into sports. Every year I play in e, a turkey outing, where you can drive your car on the course as a golf cart, so you don't have to freeze. You just jump back in the car because you're driving along the path on the golf course, and at the end of it, you get a turkey. Cool. But <laughs> speaking, oh shit, okay. I, no, I, I I appreciate your that's fine. hashtag. He, he's gonna look, journalism. He's gonna look even worse now because speaking of golf in November, let's talk about the Masters. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Hey, thanks for the golf clap, Ray. I appreciate that. I got you. But by, by the way, if we actually manage to do this show next week again, I, I will teach all everybody that's listening on, under the sound of my voice how to cook a, a good turkey and make sure it's uh, fulfilling for everybody. Oh man, I got it down to a science. But go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. All right. Well, the Masters happened. Did either of you uh, catch any of the coverage Sunday? Shut yeah. up. 
Dustin Johnson, man, this Mellon Farmer, he literally ran away with the Mellon Farmer, man. He in, he finished with, what, 20 under? 20 under. First time ever in history someone went 20 under at the Masters. That's crazy. So he only had four bogeys the entire tournament, which is first, which is the best ever. Two shots better, 20 under. Two shots better than Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods in their best victories. But Cameron Smith, he he had it to one shot there early on, but then Dustin would come back and birdie, then eagle, and just put the distance between them. It wasn't there was not much debate going down the home stretch in the back nine. Let's talk about Tiger Woods here real quick before we get into more Dustin Johnson and, and the top of leaderboard. How about he should Tiger- bed the last round. Tiger Woods makes a ten on the par three on the back, but then he goes out and birdies five of the last six holes. So literally, I'm, 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 some my homeboy texts me and says Tiger just shot a ten on a par three, and I felt I asked him, "You sure that's not like you? That's a so like that's that has to be." Let me describe. Of, there's no possible that's real. Let me describe the hole to you. I think it was about a buck eighty, 180 yards coming in. It could have been a little closer. I'm not sure, but in front of the green is a very well mown slope that leads right down into a creek. So basically, if you landed on the front edge of the green with any spin, it's basically going to roll all the way back down that into the water. If you go past the green, there's a bunker. And if you're in that bunker, it's really hard to get out of that bunker and stop it from not going back down into the water where we're talking about. So Tiger... Well, it's just a hell of so, par three. So here's the 10. Here's the 10 shots. Are you ready? One, tee shot. Hits the green. Probably about five yards, about 15 feet onto the green. Too much spin, rolls back down into the water. Pull that ball out of the water. He's he's going to take a drop probably about 50, 60 yards from the green on the other side of the water because you have to bring it backwards. That's two. Hits that next shot, short, back into the water. That's three. Bring it out. That's four. Into the sand behind the green. That's five. Out of there, six into the water, seven back up on to that side because you hit the green on that side, eight on, nine near the hole, and taps in for a ten. That's Tiger Woods, but that's the Masters. He's not the only yes, defending. And- he's not the only defending champ to make a ten on the course. We, we also have to bring up that they literally started tiger proofing the courses like that that's a literal golf term at this point in time tiger proofing the courses i'm yeah, not but, saying i'm just saying yeah but that's not even the case anymore because tiger woods has already created an era of golfers that hit the ball farther than he does look at bryson DeChambeau and what yeah. he does bryson DeChambeau hits yeah. the ball 335 40 yards on a fly but bryson DeChambeau shot one under for the tournament Bernard Longer, who's in his 60s and averaged 250 yards off the tee, shot two under for the tournament and beat Bryson DeChambeau at the Masters. So the Masters is not tiger-proofing. They're not. They're trying to make it equal for everybody. It's about ball striking. It's about putting it in play, setting yourself up in position, knowing what part of the green to be on. Because you could even see Phil. Phil had like a seven or an eight because he had a he had a he had a seven-foot birdie putt and missed it by inches and it rolled all the way back down the other side of the hill and he had a 40 yard chip shot 
So DeChambeau, that's the guy. Everybody, you know, everybody in the golf space is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over this guy. They want him to be the next guy. And, yeah, it, it was just interesting that he completely shit the bed at this particular tournament. But if I mean, but he but he he came back though. He tried his best to work back from it. It's just it was too far. Things have moved too far ahead of it. Like so, for him to tank as bad as he did, he finished at what like nine under. No, he what didn't. I just said he lost to Bernard Longer, the guy who's sixty some years old. DeChambeau yeah, finished good, at minus one. DeChambeau he, I don't think he made. I don't think he made the cut. Did he? Did he make the cut? Going into the the weekend rounds, I don't think he made, he made the, cut. the cut. Did he, did he make the cut? Did he make the cut? Why are you guys arguing with me? Nobody's arguing with you. We're just having conversation. I just told you all of this, though. Oh, okay, cool. Well, we just d- don't listen to you. That's different. <laughs> Clearly, I said Bryson DeChambeau got beaten by Bernard Longer on the whole entire tournament. Longer shot three under. Shambo shot two under for the entire tournament. So let let me let me ask you guys this because Dustin Johnson when he came on the scene you know like ten years ago everybody thought that that everybody got behind him and thought that he was going to be the the next guy and you know golf golf is very hard I, I I think we can all attest to that I know PC you know he's the golf expert on this particular podcast but I I've played golf before Ray I don't know if you have or, or not but golf is very difficult and. It's weird. It's funny, man, because we're we're all about the same age. So growing up, you know, Fred Couples kind of dominated for a little bit, and then on the senior tour, Lee Trevino, goddamn, he was just holding it down like an anvil on a seesaw. <laughs> I even know who the Mellon Farmer was, but yeah, he was just dominating. And then Tiger comes along, and then in between Tiger, B.J. Singh, he had his moment. Mickelson had his moment, but I don't think we've had that dominant force in golf since Tiger and I think that a lot of people thought that Dustin Johnson was going to be that not saying he doesn't have, he hasn't done well for himself he's made a lot of money he's won a lot of tournaments and and now the new guy is the Rochambeau and clearly it just didn't work out I, I want you to answer that Tony but can I jump in real quick go ahead Dustin I think may be in terms of talent wise sure but I think the guy that everybody pegged was Rory McIlroy? I forgot about Rory. He had a little, a little brief run, yeah. So yeah, um, but that's that's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. It's funny because it was the first time the one, two, and three players in the world were tied for the lead after the second round. Dustin Johnson is number one. John Rahm is number three or number two, and Justin Thomas is three or two. I forget which way Rahm and Thomas. I think Thomas is two, and they were all tied at nine under. Look where Dustin Johnson finished, right? First of all, shout out to Cameron Smith, who who's going to be very, very good. He's very young. He's an Australian. He's the first guy to ever shoot 60s all four rounds at the Masters. No one's ever done that before. Dustin Johnson didn't even do that this weekend. Granted, DJ had two 65s and played phenomenal. So 20 under is your record. Shout out to a lot of guys. Rory did T5. He tied for 50, shot 11 under. Justin Thomas was up there. Um, you know, I, I mean, the, the leaderboard was packed, but here, I, I want to put this out to you guys. You talk about Dustin Johnson's dominance and how he's been playing lately. When the tournament finished Sunday, it was only going to be 21 more weeks until the tournament will finish again because it's going to be played in April. 
It's going to finish on April 11th, the second Sunday in April. And that's 21 weeks from this past Sunday. How could you not say with the performance we just seen and the Masters being a course where basically you get it or you don't for the most part, why wouldn't Dustin Johnson shoot between 15 and 20 under again and, and beat everybody again in 21 weeks from now? Because it's golf. <laughs> I mean, because it's golf. That's why. Not saying he can't do it, but, I mean, we all know how difficult this sport is. It, it looks good, but I think, to Platt's point, and, yes, the mass, Augusta is one of the few courses in which it is kind of what it is. Um, but we all have watched golf enough to know that even when somebody has every single advantage going for them, they could have one bad day, and it just will screw you, it'll screw your game up. But I have a question for you, Tony, and I'd, I'd actually like to explain something to not only Platt and I, but to the listeners. Um, what is the what is the, the 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 stark difference between playing the Masters in November to playing in April? What what is the difference for uh, concerning the course? Well, would it be weather wise? Because I'm, I, I'm, you know. yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, living in Georgia, you know, the the weather has been interesting this, you know, this season. It's been a lot of rain, you know, the hurricane. Anytime there's a – anytime somebody mentions the word hurricane and Florida in the same sentence, yeah, Georgia's going to get a, a, a substantial amount of rain. So I got to imagine that that affects the greens at some point in time. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Tony? So – it did rain. They did have a two-plus-hour rain delay the first day, right? And generally, you finish up around each day. They didn't catch back up until Saturday night. So they were finishing the second round Saturday morning, finishing the first round Friday morning. They did shoot some low scores, access some pins on the greens that they normally wouldn't because of that rain early on in the tournament. Like, I'm talking about shots from distance in parts of the green they're usually a lot firmer right the rain is going to make it more like throwing darts and the ball's just going to stick so they did take advantage of that but at the same time the course was going to be a little less firm so it was going to play longer that's the way they they say um the azaleas weren't blooming behind the green because it's november and not april this is a winter this is a winter this is a winter course though just so people know okay members play this course from like October through April and they don't play like they don't play there in the summer it's too hot but when you say play longer man explain that to the the layman okay so if the what course exactly is, does that mean if the course is softer when the ball lands it's not going to roll as far so if you were to watch some of them early rounds especially now granted it got the wind picked up a little bit and the ball might have rolled a little bit more but if I'm hitting a drive and it's going to travel 290 to 310 yards in the air. It's going to go up in the air a lot, and it's going to have to come down a long way. So when it lands, if the ground is soft, it's not going to roll forward much. It's just going to hit and kind of stop. But if you have a harder course, a firmer course, it's going to make the ball roll out more. So I'm going to get more roll after the ball hits the ground. Now, granted, on the other side of it, a firmer course is harder to hit the green and stop the ball, where... Uh, a softer course, it's easier to land those longer shots into the green. It's a catch-22. So that's when, when you hear people say the greens are fast on this course. 
That's what they're talking about. The greens are always going to be fast as far as putting goes because there's a lot of slopes in the greens. There's a lot of undulation, right? There's a lot of tears in the green. So that's why knowing where to hit the green and where to miss on what side of the green, right? You could have one guy who hits the green, but he's on a tear down, so he's like, like a three-foot upslope putting up to the thing. But Tiger Woods missed on the other side, and he's just off the fringe, but he's got a flat little surface to go on, right? There's a lot of said to be being level as opposed to going up and then having to level off on a plateau to find the hole. So running it back again in April, you know, assuming that the weather is going to be different, because, I mean, the weather in fall is different than the weather in spring, that could affect who wins. It, it, yes, no, maybe so. It, it's tough because Dustin Johnson now is, was, is and was already one of the longest players hit the ball the farthest he is a big person um but now he's more accurate than ever off the tee i think he led the tournament in driving accuracy right and now he's able to have a good wedge play because he hits the ball so far he's going to have shorter irons into the green which is going to allow him to access more pins even when they're firmer like we talked about because if mm -hmm. he's hitting a, a club with with more loft on it into a green than anybody else that's better because it's going to be easier for him to stop the ball on the firmer greens in April. So I see the same advantage. I still don't ever count Tiger out. Like you said, golf is golf, and Tiger showed us that he can still score on that course, right? But it'll be the usual suspects, and D Dustin Johnson will be the one to beat no matter what happens come April, 21 weeks from now. So gun to your head, and this probably isn't even a fair question, but we're doing a podcast, so fuck it. Gun to your head. Dustin Johnson, does he repeat? Yeah, in why April? not? There's nothing to tell me he doesn't. He dominated this tournament. He's been playing well for a few years now. He's always been consistent. He's always won tournaments every year of his career. You can't, I, I don't see why you wouldn't pick him again to win the next tournament and play the same way. And Paulina looked phenomenal meeting him on the 18th green. And congratulations to Dustin. You, 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 congratulations. Y'all. Congratulations to Dustin Johnson's brother, who is his caddy. And one of the coolest things about the Masters, if you've seen the end there, the caddy gets to keep the flag stick with the flag on the 18th green. You you literally stepped on what I was about to say. So when uh, PC said Paulina, he's referring to Paulina Gretzky, which is the daughter of Wayne Gretzky. And that's and she's also uh, Dustin Johnson's fiance, so good for him. So he's winning in the game of life as well. So good for him. Because that got everything to do with golf, right? Yeah, actually, it does. Okay, <laughs> it does. Yeah, yes. Oh. Yeah. Who doesn't want a hot chick on their arm? I got one. <laughs> Listen, if you watch a lot of the awards ceremonies Sundays afternoons, late afternoons to the fruition of golf tournaments. Uh, a fairly large upper 90% majority of the golfers have very, very good-looking women on their arms when they win these tournaments. And good for them. Makes life a lot easier. So For some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Good point. Should, should we move on to the NFL, gentlemen? No, please. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. We got to do it. Oh! This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. 
Well, I can tell you two-thirds of this podcast didn't mind week 10. <laughs> Pop! Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, get... I know. Cleveland lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Platt. Cleveland lost, man. I don't know what to tell you. They clearly did not. The fake Browns lost, but the real Browns <laughs> won, sir. But, Tony, please continue. Please. So the, Go the on. Cleveland Browns did win, and a very smart play by Nick Chubb. Platt and I talked about that pre-show. We, we agreed that the betting contingent on the Browns there wasn't too happy. But if you were smart, you would have taken the under because it was really windy there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars gave the Green Bay Packers all they could handle and more. Uh, but luckily, we'll, we'll take a victory there. Anyway, you can get a victory in the NFL. Sounds cliche, but when you're the number one seed now in the NFC conference, you'll take those fucking <laughs> victories. You know what? And before we get to Ray, let him let him soak in a little bit. How crazy is it that Seattle goes from the one seed to the seven seed now in the NFC in one week? That's how congested yeah. we're going to talk about. That's how congested these playoff spots are right now. And a proposal is out there to add an eighth playoff team. But before we get to all of that, let's talk about how the Ravens just pretty much shit the bed let's. against the New England Patriots. What happened? Let's. Do you guys need like a new offensive coordinator? What's going on? Let's. They need players. So okay, may, may I may I have the floor? Please. I think we just I'm asked you a question. Pins. I just asked you a question. Do what you, you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you just take as long as you need. I gotta pee too. <laughs> do you think, there man? A... This... Yeah. Do you think? Oh God. Um. This is a bit of a rough day for us Ravens fans. There's a myriad of problems in uh, Baltimore, though, in, in Raventown. The first major issue that I think is very important to note is we are horrifically injured right now. Major injuries to major players we're already working on. An extremely injured line. Uh, our left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, is out for the season. Uh, you know, Marshall Yonder uh, was out. The guy that replaced him had to move. Orlando Brown Jr. had to move to left tackle. DJ Fluker, the guy we signed to be our backup left tackle, he got hurt, and he's gone now. And so many people are injured on defense. It's it's a mess. Mark Ingram had been gone for the past three weeks. He came back, and they gave him absolutely too much, uh, too much work for a guy who just got back in the offense three, four days ago. Secondly... There is a horrific problem with the fact that we have no offensive skill position talent. Hollywood Brown is Torrey Smith, and that is a great position to be, but that's not a number one receiver. Mark Ingram is not Mark Mark Ingram, sorry, Mark Andrews is a fan, fantastic pass catcher, but he is the number two tight end on our roster. Our number one tight end, Nick Boyle, is gone for the season because he got a torn ACL. It is just a it's a comedy of errors. So even if we wanted to stretch the field or utilize our off, utilize wonderful offensive sets, we don't have the personnel to do so. DeCosta, Eric DaCosta needs to work on that. I, I would have liked to have seen this instead of going after Yannick Ngagwe. I would have liked to have seen this go after Julio Jones, but such is life. Thirdly, you have to look at Greg Roman. You have to look at Greg Roman. Greg Roman deserves all the credit for last year. For, for having a fantastic game plan for Lamar and changing up and, 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 and playing to his strengths. But Mr. Platt sent me a text that was very extremely salient. 
and it, and what he's told me, what he said, I agree completely with, is that it seems like the league has caught up to our sets. Even Lamar said himself in one of his interviews, they know our plays before we run the plays. That is fucking unbelievable. This is NFL football. This ain't college, this ain't high school. It's NFL fucking football. Can I, Lastly, can I kind of can I just say something to that point? Of course. That's what the Green Bay Packers went through in the, the final years of Mike McCarthy, and that's what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys because Mike McCarthy went out and hired his friend who's horrible defensive coordinator in this time and age, and Mike McCarthy didn't look into analytics. He's running the same old bullshit, right? But luckily enough, we had Aaron Rodgers, and that's not a slight against Lamar Jackson. That's just not at all. That's no. just one more feather in how really, really great on the all-time. I mean, like, and 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 to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback, physically and mentally put together of all time. Until Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl or MVP. I agree, but you also have to give respect to the fact that you have one of the five best receivers in the game. So as much as Rodgers is he-man in that shit, he still can just throw the ball up when he needs to and somebody going to catch that hole. We yeah, don't have But that. I'm talking about and the times when he still made the playoffs and we had winning seasons when people had already caught on to Mike McCarthy's bullshit. And Devontae Adams was not that back then. Not at all. I completely agree. I completely agree, but your worst receiver is better than our best. 2018. Go look at 2018. Devontae Adams was not Devontae Adams. I I completely agree, but Alan Lazard would be our number one receiver right now. That's how that's how laughable our receiving core is. That's like, my I, point. You've I, I, always I, had some receiver. And Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback talent-wise we've ever seen. He has eclipsed. Dan Marino, in that regard, in my opinion, and John Elway, he's fantastic mm. until Patrick Mahomes matures a lot more. He'll take the crown. But he's always had something to throw to. I'm not saying he's had the greatest receivers, because he has not. Well, he, There's times he, you he think has, he's had there were nobody. He he but they're Jennings, always better Jordy. than us. The greatest receiver in the history of our of our of the Baltimore Ravens is Derek Mason why for two years why didn't of, you guys, of 39-year-old Steve Smith. Why didn't you guys go out and trade for Will Fuller? Why didn't you give up a second-round pick for Will Fuller? It doesn't make any sense. Well, let me answer that real quick, because I, because I, because I, I, after I answer that, I, I really need to tear, I really need to tear one into Lamar Jackson real quick. The answer to that is because Houston don't know what the fuck they're doing because everybody threw out a trade offer for Will Fuller and they didn't take one. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Houston is imploding as a as a Houstonian who lives here. They're imploding as a franchise. Well, the, the, everybody, well, everybody tried to get Will, Will Fuller in, 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 the, in the trade deadline. Go ahead, Platt. I'm sorry. Well, that's because they kept Bill O'Brien on longer than they should have. And they finally got rid of him. But at the same point in time, poor Deshaun Watson, you, you know, you didn't get rid of him before he traded all your good players away. You know, that was some sure. bullshit. I, I sure. feel bad for Deshaun Watson. But, you know, going back to, to Lamar, man, it, it the, the irony is because they just lost to the Patriots. It, it 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 really what Deshaun is dealing with right now. It really reminds me of Cam Newton with the Panthers, where that Cam and just like Deshaun, they're literally the entire offense. Now, and it, it, it at least Cam had uh, Greg Olson, which and he, he wasn't. A, he, he well for a year. He had Steve Smith for a year, and then they got rid of him. 
But, he, you know, Greg Olson, he wasn't a great player, but he was pretty good. And that's better than anything Deshaun has to work with, right? Or not Deshaun, I beg your pardon. Lamar has to work with right now. I like Lamar would probably give his left testicle for a Greg Golson right now. So, uh, you know, I'm. I'm, That was supposed to be. That was supposed to be Mark Andrews, and he is talented. The problem is Nick Boyle does everything better. I'm sorry. They just cover Andrews now, pretty much. Well, that's that's the other part. And Nick Boyle is so good because Nick Boyle is perfect in that. He is one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. So we like to run those two, three tight end sets so that we can run some type of possible option where we have a run pass option or a zone read and we drop back in the pistol to throw it. And Boyle is always going to be able to to catch that pass. Andrews is a decent blocker, but he's not Nick Boyle. But now Nick Boyle's gone, so who gives a fuck? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. There's three there's three storylines in the NFL I want to get to. We've all we've all gone in deep on our teams. Ray, I'll let you finish real quick here because there's three things I, I, I want to get into. I haven't gone in deep on my team, but you won. To. You don't you don't want you don't need to. They're not gonna try they're gonna try to throw as little as possible Chubbs back. Good for you. Go ahead, Ray. Really? I just with your, I, I, with your schizophrenic ass team, Tony. But go ahead, Ray. Yeah, we're number one for now. Probably not for long, but hopefully. But we still have Aaron Rodgers, so you never know, Ray. It's I think it's important to note that I'm a firm believer in that, especially with quarterbacks. That you, yes, they get all the credit when things are going good, but they deserve the the, the lion's share of the blame when things are going bad. This is by far, and this is not Lamar Jackson's fault. But Lamar Jackson needs to play better. There are I'm I'm I always I was one of the guys that had concerns about his accuracy coming in. I know he could throw the ball. He's a quarterback. He's a damn good quarterback. And that's it's offensive to say he's not. But he has had accuracy questions when uh you know when playing certain defenses. But if you look at the past two or three games, he's thrown horrible picks. The pick going into the second half that he threw to Hollywood Brown was for no fuck. It was just he just threw the shit up. So I think it's important to note we have we have to demand more of Lamar Jackson, and that ain't got shit to do with his with his uh, skill position players. That ain't got shit to do with his office coordinator. We have to demand more of Lamar Jackson. I can't even talk about my goddamn team. I'ma shut the fuck up. You just had fucking ten minutes on your goddamn team, and you covered up your <laughs> banner is, up there. You be quiet. We got three storylines to get into. This is a son's household. Listen, I have no problem cutting people off. Here we go. All right, Washington. Alex Smith is back, gentlemen. 390 yards passing. This is what we need to talk about. There's two other storylines. Let's start here. Ray, how do you feel? Alex Smith back after all of this. Starter for the Washington Redskins. I know they lost, but the guy's out there. Rivera said he's back to his old self. He threw for 390 yards. He has like two left legs. Good for him. So anyway, Lamar Jackson. Oh, you know, no, I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm just no, playing. Get no. uh, that butt the best. out, please. I think for as shitty as their team is and for as shitty as their franchise has been historically, they have the two best situations in terms of feel-good moments in the league right now. Alex Smith playing with... And while they, while they have the one of the worst by just, like, throwing away Dwayne Haskins, but Alex Smith coming back and, and being healthy and playing well and Ron Rivera beating cancer while coaching, like, that's dope. So, like, I hope that good karma breathes to the rest of the to the team and let Dwayne Haskins go somewhere and... and and actually play. 
I agree, man. I feel like Dwayne got a raw deal, but coming, Absolutely. you know, but looking at from Riverboat Ron's perspective, he's looking at this thing saying, you know what? This division is trash. It's hot garbage. We actually have a, a position. We could mess around and win this division. And Alex Smith probably at this particular point in time gives them the best opportunity to try to win that division, even though I cringe every time I see Alex Smith out there because of the horrific injury that he suffered. It was it was basically Joe Theismann 2.0. Plus, you know, we, we talked about the whole thing and with Jay Gruden and why that injury happened. I mean, it's just a, a complete shit show. But I understand where Riverboat is coming from because they – I mean, everybody's in that division. I mean, the Cowboys are what two and seven. I think I think Washington is two and seven now, but they're only a game and a half out of the division lead. The Eagles three five and one are a game out of the Giants, who are three and seven. The Washington Football Team is two and seven. Are as are the Cowboys, a game and a half out. So somebody's going to be sub five hundred, making it out of that division. Right now, the Eagles have a game lead. And I'll I'll see you your. Alex Smith point about Dwayne Haskins, but we have to remember they didn't they didn't bench Dwayne to start Alex Smith. They benched him to start Kyle Allen, who in turn had his own Alex Smith moment. So like if the goal was always to put Alex Smith in, I feel you. Kyle Allen was not a starting level quarterback. Well Kyle Allen so that, was it made Ron it Rivera's per, it made it feel personal. Kyle Allen's Kyle Allen was Ron Rivera's quarterback in Carolina before he came up from there. So he brought him with. Haskins wasn't performing Kyle Allen really wasn't performing. Alex Smith has performed this past game now. I, I He wasn't that great in, in his first debut there, but I don't know. I don't believe in Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback. I hope he goes somewhere else and gets a chance in a system that's better suited for him, but that's just where I'm at right now with that. Gentlemen, let's talk about maybe the play of the NFL season. <laughs> Kyler Murray. First of all, yes. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins has hands that go for days. The guy knows how to pinpoint the ball at its highest spot, right, over three people. But if you go back and watch that, watch Kyler Murray. He is in a full sprint to his left towards the sideline and pivots his hips to throw the ball with his right arm. Probably, what does he throw that ball, about 45-ish? 50, yards? No, yeah. they were on the 45 something yard line so it was maybe 50 yards 45 50 yards but on a i mean he gets a little bit of height on it you guys seen it what did you think let alone he should have been sacked lest we forget that he should have been sacked on that play and he was able to keep the play alive he's he's just so exciting to watch as a player because of that but it, it was amazing play it might have been the best hail mary i've ever seen and I mean, and, and you know, you can't discredit DeAndre Hopkins on on the other end too. Like, yeah, Kyler had to go through a whole lot to get even get that pass off, but DeAndre had to go up, and he met the ball at his highest point. But he had to go up between three receive three defenders and pull that down, and not only pull it down, but keep possession of it as he came to the ground in order to score the touchdown. I mean, that was an amazing play, and I think this is why we watch football for stuff like that because every now and again, stuff like that happens. Ray, last time it happened, 2015, that bad man Aaron Rodgers against the <laughs> Detroit Lions. 
I don't I don't want to be blasphemous because what Kyler Murray did was amazing, but like I think we really because a, a receiver's main job is to catch, we really lose we really don't give them respect for those, those type of catches. The difficulty of that catch and with three people all jumping for the ball, one literally jumping in front of you as it's happening. And as Platt said, to not only catch it at its highest point, but to bring it in and keep it while you get to the ground. Like, Kyler made an amazing move to just to get the ball off. But we see those type of plays all the time. We don't see those type of catches all the time. This is for a reason. But my only thought when I saw it was, <laughs> Houston is trash. Y'all are garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But this is why I I, I don't know if I said this on these airwaves, man, but I've said it offline. I I tell people all the time that the one person on the entire NFL roster that you don't want to fight is the wide receiver. Okay, so, number one, you know they have explosiveness because they got to be explosive to come off the line because they jam them and stuff like that. They clearly have hands. They're, and, and most of them are about what? 6'3, 6'2, 6'3, 6'4, 215, 200 pounds. And most of them have attitude problems as well. Like the, uh, I, I know some people are going to think the linebackers or the safeties or the offensive or defensive linemen, but the one person that you don't want to fight on a football team is the wide receiver. They got hands. Jerry Rice grew up catching bricks. You really want to fight a melon farmer that grew up catching bricks? Let me just let me just close this this particular subtopic out by saying kudos to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills who had their own comeback and scored a touchdown on a beautiful play from Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs uh, with 51 seconds left, right? So I think the Buffalo Bills are a team that could sneak up and surprise some people, be in the AFC Championship, possibly the Super Bowl. I you can say no all you want, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, you know, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. No! No, so I, I, I will say this, man, before we get to topic three, because I, I love Barry and Ray because he's a Browns, he's a real Browns hater. But at the same point in time, man, Baltimore is still one of the best three teams in the AFC. I mean, they lost to the defending Super Bowl champs. They lost to the undefeated Steelers. And this last loss, it took a fucking monsoon. Not only was it a not only was it a monsoon, but the Patriots needed that win more than Baltimore did. And as shitty as Baltimore played, they still had an opportunity to win the game at the end. So, you know, the AFC, man, I, I would put Pittsburgh. Kansas City and Baltimore. That's the top tier. Now below yeah. that, I I would probably put the Bills. I'd probably put uh, Miami in there because I think they're good. And, they're playing, and, yeah. and and the Raiders. I'll put them there too. I think the Raiders are good as well. And then below that, you've got Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, um, uh, Indianapolis, the Patriots, and I'm I'm probably missing a team as well. But those teams are going to be fighting for that last spot in the AFC playoffs. And I mean between Tennessee and and um and uh Tennessee and uh what's the other team? Uh, Indianapolis. One of them is going to make it. Just like between Buffalo and Miami. One of them is going to make it cuz they're going to win the division. Ne- neutral field. You got the Bills or the Ravens? Ravens. It's not even close. I agree. 
Yeah, so they're close. One, two, three, four, five. There have never been six six-win teams before, and nine six-plus-win teams before at this point in one conference, and that's what happens in the AFC right now. The Colts would be the four seed. The Browns and Titans would be out. The Ravens would be the seven seed with the Raiders five and six. That, that's where we're at. That's how many good teams are there. The Patriots are all but out, in my opinion, because do you really see there's so. one, two, three, four, five. There's six teams at six and three. They have to jump. They have to jump three of them to get into the playoffs. And the Patriots, but they, here's their schedule. They, Platt, here's their schedule. They, here's okay, their schedule. Okay. Okay. They got the Texans, but then they got the Cardinals. That's winnable. Then they got the Cardinals. Then, Keep going. So then they got to go all the way across the country to play the Chargers. That's winnable. Then they got to go home and go all the way back across the country on a Thursday. They're just going to stay in L.A. because then they play the Rams again. That's winnable. Even though the Rams are low-key good, but there's a, that's a winnable game. Then they got to come home, and then they travel down south and play the Dolphins. That's winnable. It's a division game. Then they play the Bills. They that they damn near beat the Bills last week. Like that's winnable. You're see, so you got some. You're like sixty-one percent on all these games, which they're not going to be favored for. They're going to be favored <laughs> for fucking two games: the Texans next week and their last game against the Jets. They will not be favored against the Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins, or Bills. They won't, but those are all winnable games, especially when you got Belichick. Uh, right, and if they would have just beaten those other two games with those one plays against the Dolphins and the other team that they lost to by one play, they would be fucking, you know, six and three with the rest of the motherfuckers. But they're not. They're four and five. It's Cam. I, I, I'm not going to shit on Cam. All right. All right. I'm is, not going to shit on black quarterbacks, man. It's Cam. And, and and the thing is, man, Cam ain't been the same since he had that rota. And I think there's something to that because if you call, you all recall, Ezekiel Elliott, he had the rota before the season started, and he hasn't Cam's been Cam's receiver, so Jacoby think... Myers, who was a high school quarterback and switched in college because he was playing behind somebody that ended up in the NFL. Oh, Jacoby Brissett in college. Jacoby Myers throws the ball better than fucking Cam Newton does right now. And that's why so Cam Newton is that. not a very good quarterback right now. He can't throw the ball anymore, period. I'm so glad you said that because their best quarterback is their wide receiver and their best running back is their quarterback. This shit is crazy. I'm not giving up on Cam, goddammit. Let's move on. That's you got the last word. Thing. You got the last word. You Let's move on because there's one last storyline I want to give time to. Drew Brees has five fractured ribs and a punctured lung. Allegedly. No, it's it, it's not alleged. It's, okay. Good for can, you. Can, can, I, can, I, can I jump in real quick? D don't make me regret this, Chris. I want to give you some credit. And this, this I know it kills me to do it. But before the season started, when they signed Jameis Winston... Chris Platt came on the show and said Jameis is going to be the reason that the Saints go to the playoffs because before Drew we Brees give is him that credit, him. let's see if that happens. Right, but 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 to his point, he called it. He called well, that this is going to happen. Drew Brees I don't know is if done. Jameis is going to do it, but he at, called this. At, here, let's okay. Well, I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like. Uh, 
Your opinion, man. Around the horn, yes or no, real quick, and then we'll jump back into talking about it. Has Drew Brees played his last snap in the NFL ever? Ray Cash. God, no. Christopher God, Clay. no. He'll be back for the playoffs. No. I say yes. He'll be, he'll go be ahead, back for the playoffs. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, 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 but no, but keep going because Ray was about to give me my props because I was right on this particular situation. And quite frankly, I ain't got a prediction right since I said Trump was going to win in 2016. So I'm going I'm to live it up right now. We'll see yeah, if you're right. We'll see how Jameis plays. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill could be your quarterback before the end of the season. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! God, no. No, no, please, Lord, but please, no. Ray, continue with what you were saying. I feel like you were saying something very. Uh, Should we take a commercial break and come back and talk about this? Well, no, that's all he got. You, you're right. There you go. You don't need no. You don't need me to lick your balls no more. You got it. You're right. Now let's see if if Jameis is everybody <laughs> you thought he was. Bro, this dude threw for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards last year. 30 picks. It's, Went 7 and 9. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. We go, whoa, whoa. Okay, 30 picks. Okay, fair. But it's asinine to think that this Mellon Farmer does not have a starting job. I would take him in Cleveland tomorrow, yesterday. I wouldn't leave crab oh, legs sitting out when he's around. I'd take him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Keep your crab. Yeah, watch your crab legs. Fair enough. Touche, uh, motherfucker. Well, he- you need yeah. to be in Baltimore if you like crab legs. Yeah, but I mean, come on, man. Look at look look at the mother farmers that are starting right now. Would you really take uh, Nick Foles or uh, Trubisky over Jameis? Yes or no? Just quickly, yes or no? Oh, of course not. But that's not that's one team. No, that, no, that, no, no, that, no, no, no. It's one team. Yes or no. That's no, one no, team no, who no. probably yes has no. the fiftieth or sixtieth best quarterback. They just it's so skewed. No, 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 no. Yes or no? Would you take uh fucking um. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Jones yes. over James. Right now, yes. y'all would. Yeah. Yes. Oh, y'all, I don't think you're y'all gonna y'all find tripping. another y'all team. Tripping. I don't think you're gonna find another team. You want to go down the list? Yeah. You want to do the list? Yes. Let's All go right. down the list. Yes. Right. I will yes. do the list. I do. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Real quick. Hold on. Real quick. Hold on. Real quick. Hold on real quick. This is gonna be. This the is gonna end our take... NFL talk here. Right, but the reason why you take somebody like Daniel Jones over Jameis is because Daniel Jones is like two years in the league. He has potential. All right, we're Jameis not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're just doing yes or no. We got 30, 30 more teams yes. to go through. It's going to be yes or no between it. No, no, no. Let's go. Let's go. And Come we're going to see. Go. How, let's do it. Let's see how crazy it is that Ray and I are together on every single team, and you're crazy. That's what we're going to do here, real let's quick. Go. Everybody ready? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Jo- Josh. Let's go. Josh Allen. Taking Josh Allen. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Josh Allen, but I'll take Josh Allen. Okay. Tua Tagovailoa. Taking Tua all day long. I'm gonna take Tua. Okay. Cam. Newton. What other, is there? Another Cam starting quarterback? <laughs> I, I just. I know, but I couldn't believe you actually asking that question. I'll take you, me, or Platt over Cam right now. I love Cam, but yeah, I'm going Jameis. I'd still take Cam. Uh, Sam Darnold, I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's Jameis. Come that, on, that's tough. Yeah, but no I like one, Sam no one... Darnold a lot more than you guys do. I, actually, oh, I, I don't know. Sam, I would take I would take Sam Darnold actually, to be honest with you. That that situation sucks. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger. No. No. I'm taking Jameis though. Lamar Jackson, right. no. Baker Mayfield, no. I don't know. I get maybe Hell give yes. you, I maybe yes. give you Baker Mayfield. That's the situation. Yes. You're not doing yes. Burrow. Philip Rivers, I don't think no. so. 
Yes, yes I'm. Philip, Philip, yes, I'm Ryan, taking uh, Ryan Davis over Philip Rivers. Ryan yes. Tannehill. No, yes. Not right now. Not right now. No, no, Ryan Tannehill's yeah. been the best quarterback over the last 21 games of the NFL. Uh, Deshaun no. Jackson? No. Lamar? No. Deshaun Jackson. Who the f- oh, Deshaun oh, Watson. Deshaun Watson, my bad. Oh, I, yeah, but Deshaun Watson is good, man. They just traded away all his players. That yeah, ain't you're his not fault. So, yeah, I'm going no. to take Deshaun. All right. Uh, Greg Minshew, he's got, a, he, he's got a great mustache. Yes. Yes. Fuck his must. Fuck man his mustache. Um, Pat Patrick Mayhole. Patrick oh, he's Mahol? trash. He's okay. trash. He's Get horrible. him out of here. David Carr. Get don't, him out don't of Don't say yes to David Carr. He's six and three right now. Yes to David Carr. Oh. Yes. Drew Locke, maybe. Justin yes. Herbert, no. Yeah. Justin yes. Herbert, no. Yes. No, to Justin Herbert? No way. Not over not over Justin Herbert. Not no way. Herbert. No way. Not way. You're making yourself look bad, six. but he's I, the rookie who wasn't set to pl- to start the season. Give him time. I maybe, I maybe give you Carson Wentz. Yes. What you mean maybe? maybe. Yes. Maybe, maybe. Ask, ask Philly fans. Daniel Jones? They, no. Daniel Carson. Jones? No. Alex yes. Smith? No. Yes. Alex Smith? Yes. No. Yes. You just threw for yes. 390. Yes. Yes. Cowboys, they don't qualify for this question. Yes, uh, but yes, whatever they got going on right now, because all their quarterbacks are hurt. Yes. I'll, give you, I'll give you the Bears. You don't get Stafford. You don't get Cousins. You don't get Rodgers, yes. obviously. Yes. No, You who over who in the NFC Central? North, sorry. You're going to go uh, over, Cousins. over Cousins? And the Bears. Cousins and the Bears, yes. Not Stafford or Rodgers. Not Stafford or Rodgers, but Cousins Ray, and the Bears, cousins? yes. Ray, Cousins not or cousins. Jameis? No, not Cousins. Really? really? I'm, really? Taking, I'm, taking, I'm taking Cousins. Really? You, yeah. you think Cousins is good? I don't think Jameis is good. Okay. I, I, so that's fair. I think Jameis is good. I, not, I think Jameis is, is, can be good. Not Brady, not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? No. Maybe Platt, Matt Ryan. Platt, if you want to no. have some legitimacy in the guys you're actually picking, you can't say stuff like you think Jameis Winston should start over Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a former yeah, MVP. Yeah, are doing so fucking good right now. Okay, you're just... You're, 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 you're devaluing... You're devalidating your own opinion right now, Skip. Uh, Matt Ryan is is mid. He's uh, mid. There's no way. Teddy Bridgewater. James Winston is lower than mid. Not the way no, Teddy Bridgewater is playing. Lower than mid. He threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, man. Uh, Matt Ryan threw for 5,000 yards like three times. This is, what are you no, this, about? Is, this is not the and way this is going. We're almost done. God damn it. We're almost done. The Panthers. No. No, Bridgewater. I, I like Teddy, man. I like Teddy. Yeah, okay. That team sucks, but I like Teddy. Kyler Murray, oh, no. So they, Jared so they, Goff, so they get a pass, no. But... Russell Wilson, no. Maybe I'll give you no. Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to oh, say. Or shit, even uh, what's the Rams quarterback? What's his name? Jared Goff. I'd take no, James over him. Flat. He's, Come on, he's whack. He's oh, whack. Yeah. Jared Goff's not whack. You he got how... exposed to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Do you know how? He got to a Super Bowl. James can't get to the playoffs. All right, we need to move on. Platt, so did, Platt, uh, Jimmy need... Garofalo or whatever, no, no, no. Uh, Janine Garofalo. She we got gotta, to a Super Bowl, too. We got to move on. She's... Platt, you know how most <laughs> universities are accredited? Yes. All right, well. <laughs> Denied. 
Your opinion of NFL quarterbacks has currently been discredited. Let's move on. Gentlemen, the NBA, it's back! NBA basketball. Hey. It's fantastic. All right. The trading. No! Oh, there we I go. couldn't help it. Uh, the trading has begun. Um, I believe, what is it? Dennis Schroeder is going to get moved to the Lakers for Danny Green and their first round pick. And Ray Cash, I just wanted to get that out because that's the only other trade I really knew of. Um, I was busy today, but go ahead and explain to everybody why your Phoenix Suns are looking pretty, 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 pretty good. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Tunney. Uh, I'd like to explain to the people that the Phoenix Suns who have been... I'm sorry? No, sorry. I was just... Oh. Um, I'd like to explain to everybody that the Phoenix Suns who have been... Sorry, I was just fucking with you. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm just waiting for you to finish. Go get that system. Go ahead. Because, you know, I don't get very many times to speak positive about the Phoenix Suns. Go ahead. No. Is Dan Marley coming we got... out of retirement? I mean, look, he no. would have been better than some of the no. players we've had over the past five years. We got Chris Paul, Hayden, as guys. Thank you. Chris Paul, yes. No. Playing. No. <laughs> I hate y'all so much. <laughs> Come on, let him have Go his ahead, let him have his moment. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I, no, I'm done. For Me real. too. Go I'm ahead. done. No, I no, I'm done. Chris Paul, there you go. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm literally done, man. Because you you have a lot to celebrate right now. So please get your shit up. No, we'll celebrate when the playoffs. You good? Well, that's the thing, man. You basically just guaranteed that you all are going to be in the playoffs. You literally you you traded for one of the best point guards in the history of the league. For a poo-poo platter. You you traded Chris Paul for uh, three packs of soy sauce and pocket lint. I will say, we're going we're gonna to miss Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre is a really good player. We're going to miss him. Yeah, it was four players in total. Oubre and uh, Ricky Rubio were the two main players involved. There are some cash considerations. Yep. There might be a draft pick, a conditional draft pick as well. There's a pick, yeah. So. There's a pick. Um, it's it's a good, oh, but, it's a great trade for both sides to be honest with you. Nobody loses in this situation. Chris Paul wanted to leave uh, Oklahoma did them did him well by letting him go where he wanted to go. This is where he wanted to go. This team looks good. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I mean, uh, you got DeAndre the, Aiden. Yeah, you got the big DeAndre man. Aiden. Um, who's the other Miles guy? Miles Bridges. Yes, Bridges as well. Bridges, I think, is a Cam really Johnson, underrated, underrated player. Yeah. So you guys Jackson. have you guys have some really good pieces there. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're guaranteed to make the playoffs. And, I mean, number one, I'm I shocked that on the Robert Sarver. I'm shocked that Sarver even signed off on this deal to pick up Chris Paul's contract because, you know, he's a notorious cheapskate. But, yeah, they. I mean, they were undefeated. The Phoenix Suns were undefeated in the bubble, and they didn't need to get rid of their core in order to get Chris Paul. 
And if Chris Paul could drag that Oklahoma City Thunder team to the playoffs, which was a spite season, shout out to Chris Paul. Of course, this team's going to make it to the playoffs. He's going to push him. He knows what he's doing. And not only that, I mean, the Phoenix Suns training staff, man, that's universally recognized as the best training staff in all the sports. I mean, you Mellon Farmers got Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway back on the floor, right? So Facts. they could probably extend Chris Chris Paul's career for another, what, five, six years? At the end of Shaq's career, Shaq came to Phoenix and played 70-plus-some-odd games in a season. Shaq. I think At Chris, the end of his career. I think Chris Paul's done after he collects his $84 million over the next two years. Well, he may only because there's other things he wants to do, but I think Phoenix can allow him to play if he wants to play. But I think the real conversation is, and it's not about Phoenix, but it's about Houston, because if Phoenix, if somebody's going to make the playoffs, who wasn't in the playoffs before, somebody has to be out. And I think with Phoenix moving up, Houston is declining let's, simultaneously. Let's talk about that. Let's transition into that. To me, I, I like... I know the general manager is gone. Moray is now with who did who did Moray go to? Uh, the Seventy Sixers. That's, that's yeah, right. Okay. Philly. But I mean, so now once again you have superstars at a franchise going. I don't want to be here anymore. Trade me, right? So Harden's gone. Is Russie going to stay? What is he a free agent? Where is he going? Russ has to go first. Russ has to go before Harden did. Harden is only willing to go now because he's like, okay, well everybody else is going to go. I'm not going to stay here and. Well, Harden says he wants to go to the Nets now. Nets yeah, the Sixers. Yeah, that's one of the, yeah. There's been um, uh, uh, numerous trade talks going on. Like the latest one is uh, Harden to Brooklyn, but I've also heard Harden to the Sixers as well, which would make sense because Daryl Morey's there. But we we really don't know until it actually happens, you know. And the Brooklyn trade really looks kind of good for Houston. Karis yeah. Levert. Spencer Dinwiddie, Gerald. Jared Allen, another Gerald. player. Uh, who? Oh no, Karis, sir. Karis, Karis, yes. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's play cousin Karis. Um, and and then um another player who who plays major player t- major time. I can't remember who it is. And a pick. Like you're not gonna get much better. You guys know that. why? You guys know why Brooklyn's not gonna win anything, right? Yeah, because they got Kyrie Irving. Yep. Whoa, 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 yep. whoa, whoa. Like, yep. I, I. I Okay, Can so you, okay, like, yeah, Kyrie, okay. what okay, go ahead, Chris. What happens if Kyrie and Harden and uh Durant play together this next year on the Nets? How does that work? Just tell us how that works. Okay, so number one, Kyrie's crazy as cat shit. We all know that. But everybody forgets that yes, James Harden was the sixth man on those OKC teams. He was coming off the bench. But at the end of the games, he was the facilitator of the offense. And how different really are Kyrie and Russell Westbrook? I mean, come on. How different really are they as players? Like, I, you know, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. How different are they? Very. And, and, and Kevin Durant. One Kevin averages, Durant one averages 10 rebounds and 10 assists a game, and the other one complains all the time. No, I'm just saying, man, and Kevin Durant is very efficient. Kevin Durant can get you 30 points on 12 shots. I don't think that this can't work. If if James Harden, obviously James Harden's not going to be the sixth man. I'm an MVP. I'm not coming off the bench. Fuck you. And that's fair. I'm not. I don't think this can't work. If James Harden is the primary ball handler and handler and distributor, and the other reason that he did all that shit in, in Houston is because that was the only way that they had 
that they could possibly try to win. So he had his user levels were going to be off the off the chains. I don't think this can't necessarily work. I think this could work. Uh, it can't work at all. But can you give me the breaking news drop? I got some breaking news for you. You got breaking news? Platt still discredited. We got a, <laughs> a Woj bomb. Uh, source five minutes ago. Sources. After turning down an extension offer to become the first $50 million a year player in league history, James Harden's message to Houston is clear. Get me to Brooklyn. Rockets and Nets have been in contact, but there's been no meaningful dialogue. So basically, it's going to have to happen before the season starts. So that's almost, it's, it's essentially a done deal when your superstar says, get me there, because he just won't play. This can work. It won't work. I know Kyrie crazy as catch it, but this it can work. work. Yes, it, it work. will. So it let's will. okay. So I want to mention one thing real quick, and then I want to come right back to that same situation on a, on a different step, a different level. Uh, Anthony Davis did turn down the extension uh, to become a free agent, but everybody believes it's to sign a better deal and a long term deal with yeah. the Lakers. I don't think anybody's worried about that. I don't think anybody on this podcast is really worried about that. There's no way in hell AD and LeBron aren't no. coming back to defend their title this next season. Uh, who knows when LeBron will actually come back onto the court. I'm sure he'll have a little bit longer vacation. I don't think the Lakers need to be the number one seed, but they could still possibly get that. Now let's circle back. Where does Russell Westbrook end up in all of this? Do you so? The, I mean, I can't. I so don't. We can't get Chris Paul anymore. I thought he was going to end up in Phoenix. To be fair with you, how about so, Milwaukee? Yeah, I have no idea. How about Rossi and uh, the Freak? No, it's not going to happen. There's two places. There's probably there's two places that make the most sense. One place is if it it basically depends on if Houston wants to give back a package of young guys and money and cap relief, or they want to get another good player. They could do a a player for player. Tr- basically a player-for-player player trade with Detroit for Blake Griffin. That's on the table. Or they can send him to New York and get back guys like um, Kevin Knox and uh, Mitchell Robinson and a whole bunch of those young players. And they have a lot of really good young players. They just don't have a star there. And Russell can do what he wants. Russell wants to be the star of a team. To this day, the Knicks have been trash since Patrick Ewing. And they are still the biggest franchise in basketball and one of the biggest franchises in all of sports. Russell Westbrook, who is the face of Jordan, I, let me repeat that, the face of Jordan Athletics basketball's, basketball brand, in New York, in Madison Square Garden by himself, they could lose every game and still going to sell out. That's the perfect spot for him. I, I can see. Um, I, I agree with you. Actually, I think uh, the Knicks are the the best spot. But I'm going to throw a curveball out of here, and and this is off no nothing that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, they've got a lot of young talent. Okay, they've got a yeah, a lot of young players there. You got to throw Kevin Love in. You got to throw Kevin Love in. They, they got the fifth pick in the draft coming New York, up. New York I, fits just because know, I, Russie's the fashion guy too, though. I mean, Cleveland ain't he ain't he ain't looking to go to Cleveland. There's no way. I'm sorry. Well, but here's like, a, and you know what? If you had listen, Platt, and if you had Giannis and we didn't, I'd say the same thing about Milwaukee. And unfortunately, unfortunately for us, Cleveland makes a lot of sense in terms of players because they have again a lot of young, cheap, 
interesting talent. I don't think but he the gives problem a shit. Is, Russ is either wants to go somewhere to win or he wants to go to a big city like New York where he can expand his brand. Because he ain't right, going to either LA is, team. He ain't going to either LA team. You're right, but the problem is he has no leverage. He is not James Harden. He is going to go wherever Houston wants to send him. He has no leverage. James Harden's contract is coming up. He just signed that big-ass $200 million contract Russ did two years ago. He has no leverage. So wherever Houston wants to send him is where he's going to go. But doesn't Houston, They don't have to do right by him. Doesn't Houston benefit from a sign-and-trade, though, as opposed to just trading him on the deal he's on? So any team that would be willing to accept a sign-and-trade for the long term would be more accessible. Who, Russell or, or Harden? Because Russell's well, under contract for three more years right now. And, and, and the issue with Harden or with Russell is there because if they trade him to Brooklyn, they trade Harden to Brooklyn, they're going to get some pieces back. But the problem with Russell is you 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 just kind of want to get rid of that contract. It's kind of like an albatross at this particular point in time. Like you're going to take the L wherever you send Russ Westbrook, you're going to take the what L if, on uh, that, and you just hope that you can rebuild at this if, point in time. It'd be crazy because Kyrie's already there and everything, but what if Westbrook ends up with the Nets instead of Harden? <laughs> why, why not, right? Just let's, let, We're, we're going to be the first team in history that has no assist a game. First team ever. I'm it's telling ridiculous. you, hard to the Nets can work, man. No, that will man. work if they make it work. That can work. Russell Westbrook because, could I mean, be the first player to average 15, 15, and 15 if he went to the Knicks. So Harden or uh, Kyrie doesn't have to worry about being the facilitator. He could just be the off guard. And he's never and, worried about being the facilitator. What are you talking about? That's my point. And Harden can be the one that facilitates the offense. Durant don't need a whole lot, man. Like I said, he could score thirty off a of twelve. Have you shots watched and- Harden facilitate an offense? It's dribble, 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 dribble. What he pivot in, pivot out, shot fake, shot fake, pump fake, shot fake. Guy goes up, hit him, shoot it, miss it, three free throws. Because that's what he had to do in Houston. Who does that facilitate? The best chance to win. But when he was in OKC. At the end of those games, okay. he was the facilitator of the offense. He was not a different Westbrook, player. He was a young not, player. Not, he didn't even uh, have a beard. He didn't even have a fucking beard. James Harden. So right. now Kyrie gets to slide over to the two-guard oh, position, man. and Harden can be the facilitator of the offense. You're right, but let's, let's let's talk just a little facts real quick. Number one, when he was in Oklahoma City, he I'm wasn't talking saying, facts. What you're are you not talking about? Facts. No, 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 How am I not talking facts? Because you're screaming. You're screaming. Let me tell you. Number one. When James Harden was in Oklahoma City, he never, ever cared about being a star. He played a role. Yes, he, he can facilitate player. and be the best passer. You're right. When he got to Houston, those first, that first I, I year. He can, bro. He was. Yes, he was a sixth man coming off the bench. But at the end of the games, he was the one that was facilitating the offense. Man, I he, agreed with you. you I agreed get, with you. But that was his role. Let me the finish. Ball was in Kevin I'm Durant's agreeing hands. with you. You're right. I'm agreeing. That, but that was his role. Let me finish. Since when he got to Houston, he had no talent. You're right. He had to do that. Throughout the I live here. All I see is Rockets talk. For, throughout these six or however many long years he's been here, he has not been a solo act. He's had multiple years. The years he had Chris Paul, who will go down in history as the second best point guard in history, he did the same who? damn Wait, thing. Wait, who's, who's the second this best point guard is. in history? Chris Paul. Is the second no. best point guard in NBA? That's the shit y'all want to listen to. I'm trying to make a NBA point. NBA history? 
Because you NBA said some dumb shit like that, and we both was like, Chris no, Paul is the second no, best point guard no, in NBA history? No. 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 What's the next subject, man? No. Magic Johnson, John Stockton. You said John. I'm, I was going to go Isaiah. I, oh, Isaiah. Steve Nash, Steph Curry. Chris better than Steve Nash, though. Steve Nash has two MVPs. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Come on, Ray. So Come that, on, Ray. You make a ball. statement like that. You can't just make a statement like that and bow out. I can't just make a statement. He has taken three franchises from obscurity to the level of almost making the finals. You're a Suns no fan and you not got Nash that. up there? I'm sorry, I have a what? You're a Suns fan and you don't have Nash in front of him? No, I don't, because Steve Nash has had talent on his teams. Okay, so what talent did Steve did? did what talent did Chris who's, Paul have? Who's Chris Paul better than? Is he better than Magic Johnson, or is he better no, than John Stockton? John Stockton? Yes, he's I, better than John Stockton. Yes, I think he's, he's better, better than John Stockton. Stockton. Yes, he's Alan, not better than Allen Iverson. He's better than Isaiah. Allen Iverson's not a point guard. No, he's not a point guard. Allen wasn't a point guard. Allen wasn't a point guard. He was just small. I, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know. I can't, if you think Chris Paul is better than Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton, I don't. I don't think. I think I don't have anything else to say in this conversation. That's fine. We'll just move on then. That's fine. The he wasn't facts better than Isaiah. Facts. He was better than John. He wasn't better than Isaiah. You don't think nobody was. You don't think nobody was better than Isaiah. That's personal. That's not facts. That's you think Chris true. Paul is better than Bob Cousy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kuzi did win eleven titles. Kuzi's more successful, but I mean, talent-wise, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. But come on now, really? I mean, Ray. I mean, I'm not like trying to stretch the list out any farther than I have to. But Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas—that's pretty rough. I don't think so. I think Chris, and I, don't, and, and, I don't think Chris Paul would put himself ask, above any of those three people. And don't don't listen to me. That's fine. Go 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 ask. Go look what basketball people say. Look it up. Tell me yeah. I'm wrong. Go go look what basketball people say about Isaiah Thomas. How about the Steph Curry? How about not, Steph Curry? No, that's How not about what I Steph ask. Curry. Go, go ask go. what basketball people say is the second best point guard of all time. Look it up. Go go Who's ask first, what basketball then? people say. Who's about first? Thomas. Yes, well, you know what they say about Isaiah Thomas. The, the, the issue is not is Isaiah Thomas good, bro. We understand Isaiah Thomas is great. There was oh, nobody sliding Isaiah. You have this thing that you think yeah, people slide Isaiah. I, been... Nobody in this room is sliding Isaiah, Chris. They... Nobody in this room is sliding Isaiah. Because of the shit that Dennis Rodman said about I Larry Bird, you. which was wrong. I got you. Because Larry Bird was a bad motherfucker. I got but, you. But Isaiah seconded his teammate, and that's why he gets slighted in these conversations. I got you. That is not the conversation between PC Tunney, Christopher Platt, or Ray Cash. I got you. Outside of this conversation, fight that hard. In this conversation, nobody's arguing with you. Nobody's arguing with you, bro. We with you. Isaiah is the fucking man. All I'm saying is I think Chris Paul, historically, because of what he's had to deal with, who he's had to be with, and the places he's taken three different franchises who have had no history of winning ever, usurps him over Isaiah. That's just my opinion. Am I saying he's a better player one-on-one? Probably not. But as a point guard, historically, I think he has done more for his team. He is a buyer historically. I'm not, I'm not dissing Isaiah. In our lifetime, there's only been two people in the history of the NBA. In our lifetime, 
that have been under 6-4 that have led their teams to championships. That's Steph Curry and that's Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah Thomas is the only player in the history of the league who beat Bird, Magic, and Jordan. Nobody else can say that. Nobody else can say that. Okay. You want me to disagree with you? I agree with you. You're right. Nobody is disagreeing with you. And I'm, I'm, and I'm saying this. I'm not trying to shit on Chris Paul because I love Chris Paul. Chris Paul has been one of my favorite players in the last 15 years. And I'm happy he's on Phoenix because that means y'all about to make the playoffs. And that's going to be fun because you're a fun team. But but it, all, all, all that being said, and I'm still going back to the point where y'all don't think this whole James Harden on Brooklyn thing is going to work. I'm still pissed off about that because I think it can work. All right, Kyrie's but- a weird motherfucker, and he might be the motherfucker that – make sure that this doesn't work but i think that can work i think it can work all right let's close this bad boy out before i get pissed off i don't know what i'd be pissed off about i I apologize i I don't apologize actually i'm glad you guys are 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 fervent in your opinions and i'm glad we disagree a little bit here no a thousand times no i think we can all agree that being me and Ray and Andrew, who all have to deal with that stupid fucking button, that it's a stupid fucking button. <laughs> that being said, no. I think we've come to the end of the show. Gentlemen, let's go around the horn and plug what we got going on. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Check out this show at three underscore man weave, DWI podcast, Pot is War. It's all happening there. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Bandwagon Nerds had a hell of an episode this week. Head over to the chairshot.com. There's something for everybody. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Survivor Series week coming up. I'm excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> you know, one thing I think we need to bring back, I, I, I really like it if it's possible for us to bring back the, the party shots. I think next week. Word sure. to John Thompson. That's John Thompson. Sure. Uh, wow. John Saunders. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where did John Saunders? Yeah. I lost. Yeah. You know what I say. Um, yeah. It's Ray Cash, R E Wise and Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars, Outsiders Edge Podcast. Check us out. I'm just happy to be back, man, talking shit with my brothers, man. This is fun. And I enjoy this show. And I'm glad that we're back, all three of us. This is cool. You guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, again, if you enjoy the content that we provide day in and day out at thechairshot.com, the best way to make sure that we continue to provide that content is ProBrustingTees.com forward slash thechairshot. It's the holiday season. You got your wallets and your pocketbooks out your pockets anyway. You're spending a ton of money anyway. So why not spend some money? with your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude by going to ProBustingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. We literally have something for everybody. And remember, TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. The NBA brief offseason. It's going to be exciting and spectacular. That is a win. The NFL, we are turning oh, hold on. down the... You're just fucking my clothes up. Go ahead. That's fine. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> I okay, am. Go ahead. I yeah, am. Just You're right. My let bad. me open my mouth up so you can shit in it. 
I mean, if that's if that's if that's your if, kink, if bro, that's what you into, this. yeah, yeah, we all got kink. No this, no judgment. We did real quick. Number one pick, the draft is this week. Who number one pick? Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. No, I I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't study it. it it's either going to be Lamelo Ball or James Wiseman, the brother from Memphis. Which I don't know. I don't think gonna it's going to be either of them. What about that guard? That other guard? That Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's there you go. It's going to be Anthony Edwards. Yeah. He fits that, better. He fits better. That's going to make things interesting in this Western Conference. I mean, Chris Paul is with Phoenix. If um, if uh, Denver can pull off that trade for Drew Holiday, that they're instantly a contender right there. And if and Minnesota, because you know uh, D'Lo is going to finally have a full season with Cat, maybe. Yeah, maybe the number one pick. But if 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 uh, um, um, Oakland or you know whatever they call it, the Warriors, if they they have the number two pick, if they get James Wiseman, which we didn't get a whole a big sample size with him because of all the bullshit that went on with Memphis, but he's a seven foot guy that can dribble, can pass, can shoot, athletic. That's gonna put them right back with a healthy Steph and a healthy Clay. Right. Yeah. That's going to put them right back there. He's going to be able to come in immediately and make an impact. So the West Absolutely. NBA is going to be interesting. Hit him with hit him with the line, Tony. I don't want to anymore. Good night, everybody. DJ And they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. Cause all I do is win, win, win. And if you going in, put your hands yeah. in the air, make them stay there. Ludacris going in on the verse, cause I've never been defeated and I won't stop now.